with a heart full of thanks, O Lord, unto you, Father. I present, O Lord, Father God, the worship team to you. Hallelujah. I ask you, Father God, the Lord Jesus, that your anointing, O Lord, that breaks the yoke, my God, Lord Father, will be upon them, O Lord, Father God, in a double portion, O God. And Lord, I present a speaker for today, my God. And that word that, Lord, you have placed in her heart, my God, that is a word directly from the courts of heaven, my Father. I pray, my God, that those that are watching now, O Lord, in, in social media, my God, Lord, that this word will pierce, Lord will pierce like an arrow, my God, Lord, like a dagger, oh Lord, Father God, into the very soul, into their very spirits, oh God, Lord, that their ears will be attentive, Lord, that their minds, oh Lord, will be attentive, oh God, Lord, Father, to hear the word, oh Lord, that is going to be brought forth tonight, my God, all for your glory and your honor, oh hallelujah, we worship you, Father, and we thank you oh Lord in Jesus mighty name and the people of God say Amen, Amen.
said, are you excited to be back in the house? Yes. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. 
What a blessing. A year later, we have had the plague strike our nation, and we're still here. Hallelujah. We've had alarmists driving people crazy, scaring people to death. We had the governor showing pictures of a giant tidal wave taking out New York City and New York City hospitals. But guess what? We're still here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I don't care what people think. I don't care what they think it's attributed to, our survival. But I know that Almighty God has had his way. Hallelujah, because he's in control, not us. Not the politicians, not the doctors, not the scientists. God, our sovereign and mighty God, sits on the throne. Glory to God. This song is one that's very appropriate for today. There's a place where mercy reigns and never dies there's a place where streams of grace flows deep and wide and all the love i've ever found comes like a I owe all to you. I owe all to you. I owe all to you. 
Everything, Jesus. We owe you everything, our God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord Most High. We worship you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many of you are so glad that the Lord has set us free? I said, I said, how many of you are glad that the Lord has set us free? But today is Friday, you know, in the world, you know, we couldn't wait for Friday, man. If every Friday was a good Friday, we were going to go, you know, get all hooked up and, and go party and stuff. But this is a special good Friday. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that he set us free. Someday we celebrate or overcome it, but today I am free because what he did 2,000 years ago, his blood is in the doorpost of my heart. I got reason to praise him. What about you? I got reason to be free. What about you? I have a reason to be joyful today. My God. Oh, man. I don't know about you, but I can contain my soul. I am so excited of what the Lord is doing in our midst here, oh my God. We worship you. Praise him. Praise him. Forget about what kind of week you have. Forget about what kind of day you have. This is his moment. This is his moment. Give him his due. My God, we worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Woo! My God, my God, my God. You know, today, you know, it's not just a good Friday. It's not only what the Lord is, but it's the first opening of the service. What a, what a, what a day to pick, minister. The day that the Lord has set us free. You know, the day to break free and come forth. Awesome. Such prophetic. This is just a prophetic, minister. Not to put pressure on you, but there's anointing that's going to be released here tonight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me, let me, let me calm down. I can't. I can't calm down. Because whenever we, the body gets together, there's automatically supposed to be an energy that breaks. You don't understand. We should have been the statistic. You don't understand. We should have been sick in the hospital or locked up in our homes with fear. But because of the blood, because what he did 2,000 years ago, we are here celebrating our freedom in the name of Jesus. If that doesn't cause you the reason to stand up and scream and tell up and praise him, nothing will. Lotto can't help you. You know, the president of the United States come down and giving you a hug and telling you you're the man of man, ain't gonna do nothing for you. But the king of king, the Lord of Lord came down just to save you. Maybe just a little. I'm excited. You know, I've been waiting for this day. I've been waiting for the Friday service to restart. Because that's going to be such a breakthrough on the Fridays. 
You don't understand. The enemy tried to hold you back. He put all kinds of fears at us. I mean, I'm supposed to be asking about the offering, you know, but you know, I just want to take a few minutes to freaking praise because you gotta understand, you are here because he loved you. You are here because he protected you. You are here because he sent his precious son to die on the cross where we should have died. We're set up. We're entering a fifth fight, a fixed fight. We have been set up for, for success in Christ. Did he not say, I came to give you life and life in abundance? We have the life in Christ. This is the season to receive the abundance. You know, people always tell me, you always say that, Elder. Yes, I know, I know, I know. But see, the ground only produces when it's ready. The farmers throw the seeds. And there's a lot of seeds that are being thrown out here. When you're ready, you will produce. And when you produce, you will produce your breakthrough. You will produce your harvest. See, the word, was, it's, 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 there's nothing wrong with the word. It's the ground ready to release. Okay, let me get back into the offering. I know the pastor got to be like going, welcome the people in the, <laughs> people in the virtual world. God bless you. <laughs> Wish you were here. I, 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 I beseech you that in the coming days uh, to schedule yourself in here. Listen, it's great that you're home comfortable and you're hearing, but ain't nothing when the body gets together and begins to praise. You're missing the Holy Ghost time here. I don't care how good you feel at home, but when the body gets there, the, the word tells us that we should not forsake the gathering of the saints. So I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, <laughs> but I love you too. The book of Malachi tells us to bring all the tithes into the house, that there may be meat in my house. The Bible says that we should never tempt the Lord. But in this verse, he tenses us. He says, test me. Test me. See if I will not open the windows and pour out such blessings that they, you will not have enough room to sustain it. Pastors use a lot of verses, the passion verses, the, uh, the TNT and, and the, the, uh, the, the NIV. But this is the verse of uh, the translation of the JR. <laughs> The translation of the J.R. says, I dare you to believe me. I dare you to stand on my promises. I dare you to trust me to be all that you need. See, he don't need your money. I don't need your money. Calvary don't need your money. Sorry, Pastor. Calvary don't need your money. What this does, it causes you to trust on the awesome I am versus your money. Your money will burn, your money will come and go. You'll have a hole in your pocket and not even know it, putting your money away thinking you're storing it for a rainy day and not knowing and understanding why and where is it going. Because God says you're trusting more paper on paper than in my meat, than in my word. But the Lord says today, if you dare to believe in me, I will release a blessings upon you. 
are crying out for their children. Those who are standing in the gap for their husbands. Those who are reaching out, Lord, when will my wife be turned again? Lord, when will my grandchildren be healed again? Those, you know, stuff that money cannot buy. If you dare to believe on the awesome I am, he will release awesome blessings in his behalf. Have the ushers ready? I'm going to have the people to come up front as, as they're being led by the ushers in a minute. But search your heart. What is more important to you? The extra couple of bucks in your pocket or the security that you have in Christ Jesus? He loves you. And he gave his all for you. I'm not asking you to enter your wallet. For those that want, can see me in the back later on. I'm asking you to trust God. Trust him and believe that he could fulfill what he proclaimed and promised to you today. Father, we give you the glory and honor today. We thank you for the, the finances that is coming today. I pray that you will give, give us the wisdom and the understanding and the strategies how to make each dollar screen for you. Father, we don't take any penny that you give us, any dollars that you give us, any million dollars that you're dropping on lightly. We take it and and strategy, use it for the glory and honor of the kingdom of God. We give you the praise and the thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. As the ushers guide you.
Take a moment to give online and come right back. <laughs> Exclamation point. Are we on or are we waiting three minutes? Okay. Praise God. Yeah, so how many of us experience somebody coming to us and saying, oh, it's, it's Good Friday. Right? In a very somber way, very serious and sobering. Right? And what I notice, it's a, it's a very interesting phenomenon. People, you know, there's once, maybe twice, maybe three times a year that people think about Jesus. And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, they're gripped with reverence. Right? And it's just, you know, and you never hear people mention anything about church or anything about, you know, uh, Jesus being risen from the dead or, you know, uh, Good Friday, his crucifixion. You don't hear it the whole year through, but all of a sudden, Good Friday comes around. Or, or what's the other one? Ash Wednesday? Silly, silly people. Silly rabbits. Tricks are for kids. Now, I understand. I get it. It's, it's a sign of repentance, but it's the thing that they, it's like a once-a-year thing. Right? For those of us who are alive in Christ, we're thinking about Jesus every day. We're having sober moments reconciling our relationship with him every single day. So, you know, Good Friday, it's, every day is Good Friday. Every day is Resurrection Sunday, right? And so uh, I, I don't want to minimize the impact that this day has on the world at large um, because this is a very good opportunity to tell people what it really means, what Palm Sunday, what actually happened on, on Palm Sunday, what, you know, what, when Jesus rode in on the donkey into Jerusalem, what, why do you go and get palms from the church? I don't know, because it looks good on my, my rearview mirror. No, that's not why. They, they threw palms in the path of Jesus when he was riding into, into Jerusalem, right? And so, uh, you know, it, it's good to know the Lord. Come on, man. It's good to know the Lord. What a blessing! To know who Jesus is. To have experienced his saving grace. Glory to God. Um, so I'm not preaching tonight. Uh, but I do want to say that it feels so good to be back in the house on a Friday. Welcome back to Friday Night Live. Glory to God. The computer experience is cool. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not... Uh, What's the phrase I used the other day? It's, it's not sustainable, right? We're human beings. Human beings need to see one another, touch each other, hug each other, give each other a high five, right? Even if you do it from three feet away. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, well, I'm so glad that you're all here tonight. See some faces that I haven't seen in a while. So glad to see you. You are so beautiful and so wonderful and so loved and so appreciated in this church. Um, uh, and tonight, we actually have a very special preacher. Um, she is the most beautiful woman in the Bronx, in New York City, in New York State, in the United States of America, and the world. Mm -hmm. And I have scientific evidence that this is true. I won't share that with you tonight, maybe another day. Um, but uh, she is my absolutely precious and amazing and extraordinary wife. 
and minister here at Calvary Christian Fellowship Church. Would you please welcome Minister Belinda Hernandez Aponte. Now I have to live up to that. Come on, man. <laughs> Not fair. Yeah. All right. Can you see me beyond my huge laptop? <laughs> if I could borrow some height from my son, I would. <laughs> Over this uh, whole pandemic experience, he flew past me. Oh, wait a minute. Freedom from this mask. <laughs> My God, it like inhibits so much from breathing air. <laughs> so I'm sorry for you that you cannot remove yours, but I'm so happy not to have mine on right now. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord, church. It's so good to see all of you. Amen. I know that um, Tony has had the pleasure of seeing quite a few of you on the last few Sundays that we've been um, back at church. Um, but this is the first, um, I don't even know for how long now, <laughs> that Anthony and I are back at, um, at church and it feels so good to be here, congregated with everyone. Like Tony said, it's, you know, man, we're, we're human beings. God created us to be relational. God created us to, you know, to wanna be um, celebrating with one another and just be together in one place it doesn't matter what we're doing. Sometimes we could just be watching TV and it's just the fact that we're there together, doing it together, it's a big deal. So it is a big deal that we are at the sanctuary today, amen? Worshiping the King of Kings and, the, and God our Father, amen? We thank you, Lord. I just want to um, welcome all of those who are online and are in their virtual sanctuaries today with us, amen? God bless you, Sister Jessica. Debbie and Robert, amen. Pastor Victor is on, um, is watching, amen. So we just welcome you um, to Friday Night Live, amen. And what a blessing, like Elder said, that on Good Friday we were able to come back into the sanctuary, amen, and just worship God together on such a special day. Although, like Tony said, you know, it is um, for us every day is special. For us that we know that we know Christ, that we. Um, have um, received his forgiveness and his salvation, we know that every day we celebrate the fact that God loves us, amen, that God is our creator, that he is our, just our everything, that he is more than enough for us, amen. And God is so good. But today, you know, because it was Good Friday, I did take some time with, um, with our kids um, earlier today, and we went over, you know, the phrases um, that the Lord said on the cross, many of them, uh, or known as the words on the cross, amen, las siete palabras in Spanish. Um, and traditionally, uh, you know, we talk about the seven words usually on Good Friday or leading up to Good Friday, amen. But I chose not to be traditional, amen, and I chose to just allow the Lord to um, put on my heart what I should bring today. But I do want to share my favorite one. And if I had to, you know, pick one, right, because all of them have significance, everything, um, that, um, that occurred at the cross, all of it has significance. But if I had to choose one, I would say is the one when he said it is finished. Because the symbolism behind that one, and for those who do not know, when he said it is finished, the Bible says that the veil that divided 
the people or the, 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 the people from the holies of holies, right? There was a veil in the temple that was designed and created. That veil that prevented anyone else but the priest to walk into the presence of God was broken on that day. And I'm sorry if I become emotional, but it's just the thought to think that that act that Jesus did on the cross broke that veil and gave us direct access into the presence of our God, our Father, our Savior, the one who did it all on the cross so that we wouldn't have to. Hallelujah. We worship you. And to think that sometimes, because I'm guilty of it, we can complain about the bad things, right? About the troubles, about our circumstances, about our situation. But God gave it all, suffered it all, so that we wouldn't have to, so that we could come directly to him and have a father that we could call on to and we can cry out to who is going to respond, not in an hour from now, not in a day from now, but in a, in a quick second, in the moment that you call out to him, God is there saying, here I am, here I am, my daughter, here I am, my son, what do you need? Because I'm here to give it and give it freely, amen? That is the God that we serve, amen. That is God, our Father, hallelujah. And we are so grateful for you, oh God. And I'll just go into um, our, my opening prayer, amen, just right now because it just seems perfect, Lord. And I'm just grateful to you, Lord, grateful for what you have done, Jesus Christ. We thank you for your, for your sacrifice. We thank you that you chose to lay your life down for us, oh God, so that we would find salvation, so that we would find rede redemption, Lord, so that you would, could restore us back onto you, oh God, as a Savior. I thank you, Lord, because I know that without your sacrifice, oh God, without the possibility of coming to you, oh Lord, and asking for forgiveness, Lord, and being, Lord, renewed and restored in you, oh God, where would I be today, oh Lord? So I thank you, Lord, and we want to remember every day what you did for us on that cross, oh God, so that we can humbly come before you, oh God, and just give you, um, just give you thanks, oh God, and be grateful every day of our lives, oh Lord. So Lord, right now I just present myself before you, Lord, and I ask that you be the one to speak, oh God, that you would speak unto our ears and, and into our hearts, oh God, that we would hear what you are saying and that we would receive it into our hearts, oh Lord. And Lord, that my God, the seed you plant today, that you would also help it to grow and bear fruit, oh Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Amen, hallelujah. Troca, really dry, really quick. Amen, hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. So, life, hallelujah. Life on earth, this journey that we're living, can be, navigate, can be hard and difficult to navigate sometimes. <coughs> life can throw us many rough moments. It has its many roller coaster experiences that we go through. <clears throat> and I think that we can all agree to that, right? That that's kind of life. Life does these dips, turns, amen? And it's not always easy. <clears throat> and I want to start by sharing the fact that, you know, in the last couple of months, I had some rough moments going on in my own life, amen? I was confronted by um, 
just some chaos going on at work, and, and because of it, it flooded me with emotions, amen? And um, I didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with all these emotions that I was going through and experiencing, amen? So I started to pray. I started to pray for my heart. I started to pray for my emotions and, and my thoughts, amen? And in, and in the midst of that, I needed to be reminded of what I was anchored in, amen? What I was anchored in. Because I wanted so badly to change, thing, to change things all on my own, right? Because somehow I felt like, hey, if I do it, if I can make things happen, if I can change the circumstance, and I see the, the, the steps that are being taken in order to change it, then I can rely and trust in that, amen? That is false hope. Hope that has no sustainability, amen? Hallelujah. And so, what happened? Forcefully, or like we, try, or like we say in Spanish, a la mala. <laughs> I had to be reminded my, that my hope didn't lie in what I could do in my own strength. I had to, remi- to be reminded that my hope lied in Christ, the hope of glory, amen? And that what he was doing behind the scenes, I just had to let him do what he was going to do, amen? And so I had been reading, you know, during that time, and I came up with, um, I read this question that really, like, tugged at my heart and at my thought. And the question was, what anchors you? And I said, oh, I like that. What anchors you? Amen? And so I titled today's um, preaching that question, what anchors you? Amen? And so we're going to be doing a little bit of reading from um, several verses. So I'm not going to ask you to stand in reverence of the word, but we know that we reverence God's word. Amen? But um, just follow along with me. And so I'm going to start here. Um, 2 Kings chapter 6, 8 through 17. It says, Now the king of Aram, Syria, was making war against Israel. And he consulted with his servants, saying, My camp shall be in such and such place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, saying, Be careful not to pass by this place, because the Arameans are pulling back to there. Then the king of Israel sent word to the place about which Elijah, which was the man of God, had warned him. So he guarded himself where he guarded himself there repeatedly. So what happens? The this king is ready to attack the people of Israel, and so he tells his um, his army, "This is where I'm going to be. This is where I'm going to set up, and we're going to catch these people. We're going to catch them, and we're going to conquer them." But God, in his infinite mercy, amen, he tells the prophet Elijah and tells him, this and this is going to happen. Warn my people. Let them know beforehand, amen, so that they can um, save themselves. Hallelujah. And so he did. And so when, um, so this made me think about how when the enemy is ready to attack the Lord will always try to warn us, right? The Lord will always give us a, a warning. Somehow, some way, he's going to talk to you. He's going to show you. He's going to let you know something's coming. You better prepare yourself because it's coming. It's on its way. You may not know exactly what it is. You may not know exactly when it's going to happen. But he always sends forth a warning, amen? amen? And in my recent situation, I saw the warnings, and yet I didn't want to believe them. Because where I was, was what God had promised to me. So I couldn't believe that that would be um, taken away from me. So I decided to just ignore it, 
and not prepare myself mentally and emotionally for what was about to come. So to share a little bit about what happened to me, right? Um, at work uh, about two years ago, two, two and a half years ago or so, the Lord had promised me that, um, that he was going to give me a promotion. But a promotion that doesn't really come that easily because I didn't have the credentials for that promotion, right? So I work in a um, special education preschool, and um, I, work, um, I worked as a TA at the time. But what happens, one of our teachers left, and there was a gap, there was a hole, and they needed someone to take over a classroom. And this was the promise that the Lord had you know, given me. So they asked me, I accepted, and I started to do it, amen? And about a year later, I said, you know what? I want, to, I want to continue doing this. This is where I want to remain. And so I spoke with my supervisor. What do I need to do? What do I have to do to keep my position, to secure it, and, um, and not be moved from it? So she told me, you got to go to school. You got to get your master's in education and prove that you're, you know, that you're working towards it, and we could put you on a study plan. I said, okay. I did that. I went and I started you know, my master's in, in, in education, and the ride <laughs> has not been an easy one. And as for some of you that know, <laughs> you know, and, and you're working full-time, you're a full-time mom, full-time wife, and you're also going to full-time school, it's not easy, but I was doing it, amen? amen? And so the Lord kept me there for about two years and a half later. And what happens, the pandemic hits, um, when we get back, we're not fully enrolled, not all our classrooms are fully enrolled with students. And so now the organization is seeing that mm, we're, at a, we're at a deficit, you know, we're losing money here. So we have to do something. So I knew that the classes, we have two different settings, right? We have 12, um, classrooms with 12 students and we have classrooms with eight students. I knew that the 12 classrooms weren't completely full. So I said, if they're gonna close a classroom, it's gonna be a classroom of 12. And that's another teacher that's there, another, actually another acting teacher that's there. And they'll close that classroom, they'll move her back into her original position. I'm safe because I'm working in a class of eight, and my class is full, amen? But deep inside me, something was nugging at me, you know, like nudging me, like, mm, you better be praying, praying, because something's coming, but I refused to believe that it was going to happen, right? Shame on me. What happens? I come to find out with just one week notice that they were gonna remove me out of my classroom, demote me back to TA and give my classroom to the other, te the other acting teacher, who mind you, had not started her degree, right? So a lot of things troubled me, right? Because we were supposed to be working on putting me on a study plan, that was what was promised to me, that's what you know, I was told and that's what I was working on, and now you know, this interruption happens, right? An interruption that I did not want to be prepared for and I did not want to be ready for. And although the money helped, it wasn't even about the money. It was that now I enjoyed what I was doing. I enjoyed teaching the students. I enjoyed seeing the progress, progress that they made at, at the hands of my leading, of my guiding, my, my staff and myself. And so it was difficult. It hurt people, it hurt, right? Like it hurt for days. Um, so bad that there were, there were days I was like, I'm not coming in because I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't face, you know, the people at the, at the job. I couldn't face my students, seeing them walk by and their little faces looking at me like, hey, why am I not going with you, you know? It broke my heart, but I had to trust the Lord. And even though I try to take things in my own hand, I try to go to the union, I try to do what I had to do, it came to a point where it was like, God was just like, let go, let me, and I will do. Just relax, relax, be still and I will take care of it, amen? And so 
I'll leave you there and I'll give you more later. <laughs> but I did that. I started to let go and I started to pray. Sometimes when we are in the midst of something, we may not understand exactly what's going on. Like we have an idea, like we know we're hurting, we know we're in pain. But why, Lord? Where am I? What am I feeling? And I remember just like a thought coming into my mind and the thought was um, stages of grief. And I was like, okay, I know I remember learning about that, but I don't remember them all. So I looked them up. And I was just like, oh, Lord, thank you. You're so good. I was like, yep, been there. Yep, did that. Yes, I did that. And yep, that's where I'm at, <laughs> you know? So I knew how to start praying. I started tackling them one at, the time, one at a time and asking the Lord. The last one was like, you know, you're in a state of depression and, you know, and, 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 and you need to get over it. Eventually, you know, that's all you have to do. Like, I mean, that's, if you can, that's the last of it, getting over it, right? So I said, Lord, now that I know that this is where I'm at, I need you to help me to get over it. Only your joy, only your peace can overcome, overwhelm me so that I can continue to do what I had to do, amen? And so he did, and I was able to go to work and continue working in the other classroom with a teacher that I love and I have learned so much from. So he, you know, so I wasn't put in a bad place, in a space either. It was a good um, classroom with a good teacher who was still encouraging me, still telling me, listen, I'm doing this on remote, so you do this, so that you continue to practice, so you don't lose what you've already um, learned. And so I appreciated that of her, you know? Um, so more to come, but that's where we are. Sometimes we need to take a minute, think about, Lord, what am I exactly going through? What exactly am I feeling? What exactly, why, you know, where are my thoughts coming from and why? And the Lord will guide you through to pray for yourself so that you can overcome what it is that you're feeling at the moment. Amen? Hallelujah. I want to make sure I'm not losing where I'm at. Okay. So as we can observe by the verse that I just read, right? The prophet was connected to God. It was obvious. He had a relationship with the Lord. Because when the Lord sent forth the warning to him, he heard it, and he was able to then relay it to the people of God, right? To the king of, of Israel, and they were able to save themselves at that moment. He was ready, and he was ready in prayer and in, in, in the word of the Lord, amen? That's what we need to be. We need to be ready at all times in prayer and in the word of the Lord, amen? So now, what happens next? In, in verse 11, it says, Now the heart of the king of Aram, Syria, was engaged or was enraged over this thing. Now he's thinking, this made me laugh, because now he's sitting back and he's like, huh. I, you know, I set myself in the right place at the right time in order to capture these people, and they got out of my hands. How did that happen? So now he's looking inward and he's like, okay, tell me who did it, who's the spy, who let them know that I, we were coming because somebody had to have told them something, because this was like too perfect and we lost our opportunity. What happened? And one of his, um, one of his um, servants comes and tells him, no, king, you know what happened? It was that prophet of God that went and told the people of Israel what you were doing and saying in secret. How does that happen? That, you know, you're talking in a place where no one else can hear, and yet he was able to go and warn the people of God. That is our God. That it doesn't matter what the enemy has planned in secret. The Lord would always reveal and will always warn so that we can be prepared and ready to go through it, but then come out at the, under, at the other end victorious. Amen? God is so good. He is just so good. Hallelujah. So now he says, uh, so he said, go and see where he is. Now he's looking for Elijah. So that I may send and seize him. So I, send, I can send men and seize him. And he was told where he was. 
So he sent horses and chariots and a powerful army there. They came by night and surrounded the city. Again, doing things in secret. Again, thinking that he's going to come and approach the man of God by surprise, right? So <laughs> the, servant of the, the servant of the man of God, right? So now this is uh, verse 15. And I'm reading for the Message Bible um, so that you have, so you, um, so you know. The servant of the man of God got up early and went out. <laughs> and to his shock, there was an army with horses and chariots encircling the city. Elijah's servant said to him, Oh, no, my master, what are we to do? Verse 16, Elijah answered, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Hallelujah. Then Elijah prayed and said, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elijah and his servant. Hallelujah. There is nothing that takes the Lord by surprise. The enemy thought that by coming at night, they would surprise Elijah and make him react in fear. But because Elijah's hope was placed in God and not in what he saw around him, he had no worries. Unlike his servant that saw only what was directly in front of him. Amen. Elijah was connected to God. He knew who his hope was in. He knew that when he prayed, God would answer, right? And he knew that he was a voice to those who also needed of, uh, some type of relief, amen? Like how God delivered them from the hands of these people. So he said, don't worry. I know who I serve. I know who I trust. The one that I trust in has our back, right? The one that I trust in is going to deliver us from this situation. Just wait and see. And when he prayed for the Lord to open his spiritual eyes, because he was only looking with his physical eyes, but when God opened up his spiritual eyes, he saw that they were surrounded in a much greater way than those that were from the enemy camp. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. The first point I want, to, I want you to walk away with today is perspective. And perspective is defined as a particular attitude toward or way of regarding something, a point of view. The servant's perspective was skewed and distorted because all he could see was literally what was right before him. And many times we find ourselves in that same place, only being able to see what's directly in front of us because we allowed our perspective to be skewed. Sometimes by the, 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 the standards of the world, right? By what we think or, we, or what we see others might think and tell us, this is what you should think, this is what you should believe, amen? And that's how we deal with our situations. But when the man of God came and prayed that the Lord would open up his eyes, then he was able to see through a new pair of lenses, right? His perspective was all of, all of a sudden was changed when he prayed, when the man of God prayed. Just like when I prayed, the Lord was able to change my, my perspective and allow me to now walk in peace and in tranquility while he did what he needed to do in the background, amen? That's our God. When we pray, he answers. When we pray and we're in the middle of a circumstance, he will respond, amen, to our situation, to our cry out to him, amen? Hallelujah. In the moments of conflict or chaos, we need to remind ourselves that we must realign our perspective with God's word. And what is his word? What does it say, amen, in his word? Romans 8.28. Again, Romans 8.28. 
it says this, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. He works all things out for good. It doesn't matter what it looks like to you in the physical realm, but in the spirit realm, everything has already worked out for your good, for your favor. Amen. Hallelujah. Because that's how God has set it up. I had to remind myself of this in the middle of my situation. Actually, God used Tony. Because sometimes we need other people to remind us of God's promises. Amen? And, God re and, and Tony reminded me of that verse. He was like, tranquila, be still. Right? Because God works all things out for good. Amen? And I, and I was grateful to hear God's words spoken into my spirit. Amen? And it says also in Romans 8, 31 and 32, it says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us, amen? Who, he who did not spare his own son, God didn't spare his son, he gave him freely, amen? He gave him quickly, without a second thought in his mind. He gave him up for all of us. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Hallelujah. That is God's true heart. His desire is to give us all things, amen? That we, would be, that we would have all the desires of our hearts, amen? But he keeps us when those desires stray away from his plans for our lives, amen? Hallelujah. And that's when we need to learn to hear and listen God's word speaking to our hearts. Because if he's saying no, then we need to remember that he's the one that sees all things and he sees our future. He has already our destiny and plan and set forth, amen? So he knows the road that we should be on. So if we begin to deviate, he's going to begin to pat, pat, pat you back on, pat you back on. You know how the, sh the, the, the shepherd and the sheep, he takes the staff and he has to pat back the, amen, the, sh the dumb sheep that try to stray away when the shepherd's just trying to keep them safe. That's us. And that's our God, our Father. He is our shepherd, and he pats us back into the road, onto the path that he started us out on because he wants to see us victorious. He wants to see us on the other side where our blessings and our promises are from him, our God in heaven. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. How will the Lord not give us victory from the thing that seems to be drowning us? From that very thing that keeps us in a state of an emotional roller coaster ride? He will. But do we have the right perspective? Are we expecting God to do the work? Are we expecting him to do the miracle? And are we expecting him to give us our breakthrough? Are we choosing to see beyond right what is in front of us, amen? Now, the woman and I were studying this book, amen, and um, it's been a blessing to us. And uh, the author, Susan Larson, right, in her book, Fully Alive, she says this, and it, and, it, and it was just so apropos that I um, quoted it. It says, have we gotten used to our situation? Have we, we, have we been in it too long that we identify with it? And we lose our sense of expectancy. I've been there. I've been there. And sometimes we stay there way too long, and it's not healthy. It's not healthy for our spiritual life. It's not healthy for our emotions our mind, amen, hallelujah. It's in those places that we need hope and God's perspective. He doesn't leave us in our pain, he redeems us right in the midst of it, hallelujah. 
God still moves, still cares, and will do something in our situations that we never expected if we dare to lift our eyes and trust him. And if we determine to contend for the promises that he puts before us, God's promises are as potent as they've ever been. Amen? I love that. Potent as they've ever been. They are so tangible, so reachable. They're, they're, they're not so far off that we can't touch them. God's promises are still alive for us today. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And the second point I want to share with you is faith. What is faith? Faith is defined as complete trust or confidence in someone or something. What are you anchored in? Are you anchored in wavered faith? Or are you anchored in that complete, full trust? Hallelujah. In God. Glory to God. Complete is also defined as the greatest extent or degree. Total. There's no, you know, like we don't waver in it. We don't, you know, um, we don't um, become indecisive about it. No, it's total, complete faith in God. Amen. James 2.14 says, what is the benefit, my fellow believers, if someone claims to have faith but has no good works, can that kind of faith save him? No, a mere claim of faith is not sufficient. Genuine faith produces good works. It's not enough that we just say, we have, I have faith in God, but then all the way along the way, I'm complaining. I'm talking about how you know, things are not working out in my favor. I'm, talking, I'm asking God, where are you, God, because I don't see you. That's dead faith. Faith that believes in God walks around talking about how I am victorious in God. I am an overcomer, amen? I am more than a conqueror in Christ. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, amen? That is faith in action. That is us walking our faith out and believing that God can do no matter what our eyes see in front of us, amen? James 2, 20 through 24 says, but are you willing to recognize you foolish spiritually shallow person, this is the message Bible, that faith without good works is useless? Was our father Abraham not shown to be justified by works? Of obedience which expressed his faith. When he offered Isaac his son on the altar as a sacrifice to God, you see that his faith was working together with his works. Hallelujah. And as a result of the works, his faith was completed reaching its maturity when he expressed his faith through obedience. And the, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and this faith was credited to him by God as righteousness and as conformity to his will, and he was called the friend of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the man... A believer, um, it says, you see that a man, believer, is justified by works and not by faith alone. That it is by acts of obedience, a born-again believer reveals his faith. That was verse 24, amen? Abraham's situation, in Abraham's situation, his faith was put into practice when he chose to trust God and expressed it by his willingness to sacrifice his son. Amen? I don't know if you remember that story, right? You remember that, that story in the, in the word with Isaac, with Abraham and Isaac, amen? The Lord asked him to sacrifice Isaac as, a, as an offering unto him. And what I love about that story and I always remember is that 
when Abraham, you know, they went with, with, he went with his servants and they took the stuff that they needed from them and he said, okay, you guys wait here. His exact words, we will return. Yet he knew God had asked him to sacrifice Isaac as a burnt offering to him. But yet his faith was so great that he knew to say, we will return. He knew that God was going to make a way. That even if he had to resurrect them after death, God was going to make a way. Because that was the promise God had given him. Isaac was the promise, right? The promise to him. The one that all the blessings would come and fall forth from, right? So he knew God would make a way. And then that just struck me how he, he just said it so confidently. We will return. And he, they went and Isaac asked him, Dad, where's the, where's the offering? You know, where's the lamb that we're going to sacrifice? And Abraham's words to him was, God will provide. God will provide. When we think we don't have it, when we think that we fall short, short of it, we need to remember that God will provide. He is our provider, amen? In him is where our hope lies. Our hope doesn't lie in what the bank says that our finances we have, amen? Our hope doesn't lie in the education that we have, amen, that will get us the better job. Our hope lies in Christ. If we have it, it's because Christ gave it to us, amen? He gave us the ability to work for it. He gave us the intelligence to earn it, amen? But it was because of him, hallelujah. He created us. He created our mind. He created our abilities, amen? So we have it because he's given it to us. And when we don't think we have it, he provides it. And he provides it with more than enough, amen? And he provided it that day for Abraham. He saw his faith, saw that he was willing to do exactly what he asked of him. And the angel of God from heaven screamed out, Abraham, he says, here I am. And then when he turned around, he saw a lamb that was stuck. And he, they were able to sacrifice that lamb. But that day forward, God called him his friend. Because he believed in God so much, he trusted, his hope was so greatly in God that God knew he could trust him with what was, was, what was to come, amen? Hallelujah. Our God is good. Our God is great, amen? We may go through our situations, we may go through our circumstances, and we might think that he is not there, but his word promises to never leave us nor forsake us, and he never does, amen? He never does, hallelujah. We glorify you, king of glory, hallelujah. Hebrew 11.1. 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Amen. Faith is believing that things are fact, even though we don't see them. Amen. That this thing God promised is going to happen, even if it hasn't happened right here, right now. God, you promised it. God, I believe it. God, I wait for it. Amen. That is faith. Hallelujah. Simply put, just because you don't see it in the physical, it doesn't mean that God isn't already working it out in the spiritual. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. So let's go back to our story in 2 Kings, amen? 6, 24 through 29. It says, but, but it came after this that Ben Hadid, these names, king of Aram, Syria, gathered his whole army together and went up and besieged Samaria. Now there was a great famine in Samaria, and they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and a fourth of, my gosh, there's so much stuff here, of, of doves during four or five shekels of silver. As the king of Israel was passing by on the city, and this is where I want to get to, on the city wall, a woman cried out to him, help my lord, O king, he said. 
Oh, my king. He said, if the Lord does not help you, from where shall I get you help? From the threshing floor or from the wine press? And the king said to her, what is the matter with you? She answered, this woman said to, um, this woman said to me, this is what she answered to the king, the, that the woman said to her, give your son so we may eat him today and we will eat my son tomorrow. I'm sorry, it's very gruesome. But this is what people do out of desperation. So we cooked my son and ate him. The next day I said to her, give your son so that we may eat him. But she hid him um, from us. Amen. In, in, in a moment of such desperation because of the famine that was going on in the land, these women came up with this decision to, my God, to eat their own flesh and blood. And what happened? One of them went through with it and the other one um, um, backed out, right? The other one backed out and left the other woman, I could only imagine, feeling um, awful and horrible. But the, my point to this is, is the fact that she was so desperate so, you know, in her desperation for feeling hungry and, and feeling depleted and needing nourishment, that she was willing to do such a thing, amen? And sometimes out of desperation, we allow ourselves to be convinced by outside voices, or even sometimes our inner voices that don't come from us, amen, to make decisions that are contrary to God's original plan for us. Because if they would have waited just a little longer, God's blessing was coming upon the, 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 the people of Israel, amen? But out of desperation, they took matters into their own hands and, veered, and kind of veered themselves away from God's plan. Amen? We read how this mom resorted to listening to an outside voice that convinced her to do such an awful thing, to satisfy the hunger of herself and the other one. Has she not doubted that God would deliver them and that times before he had done it, they would have enjoyed the blessing alongside their children, amen? They would have enjoyed the blessings God had coming for them. However, this is what happens when we allow our perspective to be skewed by what's right before us and we don't resolve to activate our faith and knock down doubt as soon as it rises up. We make the choices that leave us reaping unwanted consequences that eat away at us. And unless we give them up to God and allow his healing to come and saturate us, we can't move past it, amen? A lot of times we put ourselves in, in a place where we don't know how to get out of it. We don't know where to go because now guilt and shame come and take over our mind and take over our hearts, and we don't know how to come to God. And yet God is sitting there in his throne with his arms wide open, waiting for us to run to him, waiting for us to say, Lord, forgive me, forgive me, and just help me to overcome and help me to make better choices and help me to hear your voice instead of the ones from the enemy that come from completely from enemy ground, amen? And God will be there to receive, to forgive, and to help you to move forward, amen? And to take you out of the vicious cycles that sometimes we place our own self in. Because it's not where God wants us to be. It's where we allow ourselves to be in, amen? But he wants to take us out and deliver us from these things. That's the purpose of the sacrifice, amen? That was the purpose of his sacrifice. So that we wouldn't have to live in the rut that, the, that sin brought into our lives, amen, but that we can live above it because of him, because of his righteousness, because of his justification in our lives, amen? Hallelujah. If we think about it closely, I know that we could all say that sometimes this is where we've been, amen? We may have not sacrificed someone's life or taken it, but we have made decisions that have led us astray from God's original plan. We had made choices that we are still reaping the unwanted sacrifices. And here's the thing. 
there are harder times coming. More chaos is on its way. And if we're not ready, how are we going to respond? What will be our response to these things that are coming, amen? Will we remember who we are anchored in? Will we remember what we're anchored in? Because that is what God is trying to remind us today, that we are anchored in his hope. We are anchored in Christ Jesus, the Savior, amen? Hallelujah. Will we allow our clouded perspective and our partial faith to be our response, or will we choose hope and remind ourselves to have the right perspective, to declare the biblical promises God has made to us if we remain focused and if we apply them into our lives, amen? Hallelujah. Sacrificing something we love or hold dear for a moment of relief as the mom did is not how God wants us to respond, right? It's not what he is seeking from us. It's not what he wants from us. The thing is that when we allow circumstances in our lives to rule and control our thoughts and our actions, we feel it in our godly walk and in our thought patterns and in our bodies and in our souls. Amen? When we stray away from God's original plan, we feel it. We know it. And God calls out to us and asks us to come back, to get back on track, to allow him to put us back where he had us on so that we can, amen, um, achieve the blessings that he has for us. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I wanted to share another quote from um, the same author, amen. She says, what happens to our souls happens in our cells. A distressed soul creates a distressed body. Where our thoughts most often go, our lives follow. So what we're meditating on, what we're thinking on, that's where our life is going to follow. That's where our life is going to go. Amen? So if we're just thinking about the situation or the circumstance or the battle that we're facing at this moment, if we're just dwelling on only on that, that's where our heart is going to be. That's where our thoughts are going to be. That's where our mindset's going to be. That's how our actions are going to be, right? Our actions are going to be that of a desperate person. Our actions are going to be that of a person that has no hope, right? That has just, that, that's just living day to day because they feel like they have nothing else but to do that. That's it, right? But that's not where God wants us to be. He wants to remind us that he is our hope that he is the, our sustainer, he is our provider, he is our healer, he is the one that works out all things for good, he is the one that's in front of us when we're battling, we're not battling alone, we're not right putting up our fists by ourselves, God's hands are greater, his hands are more powerful, when he comes and knocks the devil out, he knocks him out, amen, when we come and put up our little hands, the devil's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> laughing at our faces, when we come in our strength, the devil's like, please, I know you, I don't know you, I know God, you're nobody. But when we come in his face and letting him know, I know who I am, I am a child of God, I've been saved and redeemed by Christ, the Savior, I walk with him and he walks with me, he walks beside me, beside me, in front of me and behind me, come on, what you got? 
There's nothing you can throw my way that's going to knock me down because I'm sustained and anchored in Christ Jesus, who is my hope. Amen. Who is the hope of glory. We need to be sustained and anchored in our hope, which is Christ Jesus. No matter what we see before us, no matter the battle you might be in right now, the Lord is telling you, sustain yourself, anchor yourself in me, and I will see you through. Hallelujah. There's no battle he has lost. There's no battle he has not conquered. There's no battle he allows to go to the wayside even in the battles he will he will give you victory he will use the battles that you have gone through to give you your victory I've heard it said this way the battles that you go through and the walls that you knock down along the way they just form the bridges to the victory that God has along and before you on the other side I thought that was beautiful that whenever I battled and I knocked down one wall and I knocked down the next one and I knocked down the next challenge that the enemy might be putting on my way He's just making a path for me to walk towards my blessing. Walk towards my breakthrough. Sorry, six feet, six feet, six feet. <laughs> I'm getting too excited. Hallelujah. But it's a path we create towards our blessing, towards our breakthrough, towards our victory, towards what God has that we can't see with our eyes. But on the other hand, he's dancing. He's like, child, if you see what I got for you, You'd be walking. No, you wouldn't be walking. You'd be running to the other side, amen, and knocking down the enemy and any, any um, obstacles he would bring up your way because that is our God. He is a conquering God. The word tells us he's never lost a battle, and he's not going to start now, amen? So if you are going through something today, I am encouraging you to put your hope in Christ. Don't allow your faith, your trust in God to waver. Don't let the enemy steal what is yours. Amen? Because that's another thing that happens. When we forget who we believe in, who we trust in, who is on our side, the enemy begins to steal those things that already belong to us. Or we hold them up in the heavenlies because we're not prepared to receive them. Because we're not waiting and expecting on God to do what we cannot see. Amen? To do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can think or imagine, his word says. Right? That is the God that we serve. That is the God that we have accepted into our lives. That is the God that reigns in our hearts. Amen. And that is the God that we call out to in the times of trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you that you are defeated. He is the defeated foe. Amen. And he's just wanting to take everyone he can with him because he already knows what lies before him. But guess what? We know what lies before us. God says that he has plans to give us an expected end. And what is our expected end? eternal life because when he when he said it is finished yeah. hallelujah on that cross when he said it is finished hallelujah he gave us access to his throne he gave us access to his heavens he gave us uh, um, the permission to become adopted children of the most high hallelujah and as children of the most high we have all the riches we have all the things that pertain to him pertain to us but we forget that they belong to us we allow the enemy to, to lie to us and steal them from us. Take them away when they belong to us. And God is just sitting there saying, child, child, when are you just going to declare my promises, believe that I am God, and let me be God and do what I need to do in the midst of your situation? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When I reminded myself that yes, I needed to be still and that yes, I needed God to take over. God did his in the only way that he could. Amen. Amen. I stand before you. <laughs> God is so good. Wait till I tell you. Wait till I tell you. Wait, wait. 
stand before you as the teacher in my classroom. That was taken away from me. Amen. They started getting calls from parents. Can you please put my son in the, in the classroom that Miss Belinda left to? Can you please, you know, uh, um, 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 or, or please bring her back? You know, I started hearing people telling me that these were the calls administration was getting. And one there was a teacher that left uh, or that resigned recently. And so now they had another hole. They had another gap. And so I said, okay, they're probably going to ask me if I could take over that classroom. And it wasn't what was in my heart. I really wanted to go back to my classroom. <laughs> you know, I missed my kids. I wanted to be with my students. I wanted to continue to um, what I started with my children, right, with my students. But I said, okay, let, let her talk to me. We sat down, we spoke. She kind of wanted to feel me out where I am, you know, <laughs> where my thoughts were, where my heart was. And I said, listen, if you need a spot to be filled, I'll be willing to fill it. But this is what I ask. I'm an honest person. I try to be honest. I try to tell you exactly what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, or what I know. I need that from you. And if you don't remember our conversation, this is what our conversation went like. And the reason why I took it so hard was because I felt like I was disillusioned. I was let down. You know, you told me one thing and something else happened. But if you tell me this is temporary, I'll step in and I'll temporarily do the job. That's fine. But I just need to know that that's what my, my, my perspective is. That's what I'm looking towards, right? But that's not what we talked about. So she said, no, you're right, you're right, we did have that conversation, and our plans is to put you on a study plan. Our plan is to, um, to, um, to get you started on that road and get you the paperwork so that you can sign. She goes, we're gonna start with you as an acting teacher, and then um, you know, once the paperwork's, the paperwork is ready to go, I will um, have you fill it out, blah, 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 okay, fine. I said, okay, and she goes, but then what, what really made me scream inside was, but my desire is to put you back in your classroom, and inside I was like, yes! I was like, thank you, Jesus, because only you can do such a thing. Only you. And although I felt bad that now this, the teacher they put in my classroom, not to, they asked her to take the other classroom, which means just changes all over again. But I was happy to be back in my classroom. You know, I can't, I can't deny it. That's just the truth. Amen. But I gave all honor and glory to God because he saw, he showed himself up, amen, for me. And because he needs to be glorified, it, has, it doesn't even have anything to do with me. It's because God is glorified in the situation, amen, right? Because it brings him glory. It shows how, how real and true God is, how he is alive and working in our midst today, amen? So they had to take what they did and turn it around, <laughs> amen, and turn it around because God worked it out that way. So I, I am just so grateful to the Lord, amen? So in the middle of our battles, we need to remember that God's outcome is always going to be the one that's going to bless us, that's going to um, give us our breakthrough, amen, and that's going to put us in the place that God had and has for us, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I'm going to end with this, amen. So what decision or decisions are you making that may not be in line with what God has for you? What desperate moment or circumstance are you facing that is making you consider a decision outside of God's will for your life? Or are you in the place that I was, needing a reminder to keep the right perspective and walk in complete faith because surely Christ is the hope of glory, amen? Hallelujah. What area of your life are you allowing doubt to creep in? and keeping God's blessings from unfolding in your situation 
Amen? If you can relate to any of these questions, if you can relate to any of the statements or even for what was spoken today, the altar is open. The altar um, is um, here, right? We will pray with you. Um, you can pray. We can't touch you, but we will pray with you. <laughs> Amen? Maybe it's better if you just stand up where you are because I got to get used to this. But if you need prayer, if you want prayer, stand up where you are. That way we know um, who to directly pray for. Amen? Hallelujah. If you, for those of you who are listening, amen, in your home, we will pray for you as well. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. If there is anyone who is listening who does not know the Jesus we were talking about today, amen, who does not know the hope of glory, we invite you to accept them into your life today. Just a simple prayer, amen. Just a simple prayer you need to do to invite him into your heart. And he will come and he will reign with you. Amen. Hallelujah. So let me just say that prayer first. Amen. For those of you who may be listening or those of you who may be here and want to reconcile your life with Christ today. Amen. Maybe you've made some decisions that have removed you from the path that God has placed you on or placed or he had you on. You have and you recognize that you separated your relationship from God. He's here to accept you right back into his arms. Amen. Hallelujah. So just pray this with me. If this is you, say, Lord, I am a sinner, and I confess my sins before you. And I ask you to forgive me of all of them. And I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. And I ask you to reign in, the, in my heart today. And I ask that you would help me to make the decisions that align with your word and your plans for my life. If you prayed that simple prayer today, you have been accepted into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The Lord will now come and reign in your heart. Hallelujah. And we pray that Holy Spirit, you would come over each and every one of them and help to guide them, help to lead them, teach them, hallelujah. And if you had said this prayer today, we, we ask that you would let us know, text a, a chat, put it in the chat box, amen. Let us know that you accepted Christ today because we want to connect with you. We want to send you information, amen. We want to help disciple you so that you can come to a complete knowledge of who you have accepted, amen. And now who you will begin to be because you have accepted Christ into your life. Hallelujah. And Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, for each individual person in this place today who has stood up, Lord, because maybe they are going through their own individual circumstance. Maybe they're going through their own situation, oh God. But today, Lord, you are reminding them, oh God, that, Lord, you are their hope of glory. Lord, you are reminding them today, Lord, that nothing is fallen or failed, oh God, that you still have their lives in the palm of your hand, oh God. Lord, you are reminding them that you have not left them or forsaken them, Lord. You are reminding them, oh God, that all they need to do is trust and have faith that you will deliver them, my God, from their circumstance, Lord. Lord, you are reminding them that your love for them is so great, so wide, oh God, that you are still seeking out after them, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray, oh Lord, that today you will bring peace where there hasn't been any, Lord. 
that you would bring tranquility where there has been none, Lord. I pray that you bring joy if there has not been any, O oh God. I pray that your strength will be their joy, O oh God and Savior. Well, their, your joy would be their strength today, O oh God. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray, my God and Savior, that they will begin to see through your spiritual eyes, O oh God, and not, my God, with their own eyes, Lord. That they will begin to hear your voice speaking to them clearly, O oh God, directing and guiding them in the way that they should go, O oh God. Lord, that you, they would hear your voice when you're guiding them in their prayer, O oh Lord, for themselves and for those that they love, O oh God. Lord, that you, my God and Savior, would show and reveal, my God, to them personally, Lord, what you have in store for them, O oh God, in an individual, um, in an individual place, O oh God and Savior. Hallelujah. Lord, that they would see for themselves, O oh God, how much you love them, Lord, how much you care for them, O oh God. Lord, that they would see how you are holding them in your arms, Lord. That they will see and understand that they have not been walking alone, oh God. That you have been walking beside them, Lord. And Lord, and although they, they have taken steps, Lord, that have placed them astray, a little astray from the path that you had them on, Lord, you are calling them back today calling them and asking them to allow you to put them back into the path that you have already destined for them, oh Lord. Because it is not too late. It is not too late to fix what has gone wrong and to place your life in the hands of God. He's calling you back. And he's telling you to get back on the road that he set you on. Your victory lies at the end of the road that he has prepared for you. Some of those roads will be hard. Some of those roads may have turns and twists. But his purposes remain the same. His purposes remain the same. Hallelujah. Let him be your guide. Let him be your anchor. Let him be your sustainer. Amen. And when you can't see further than what's in front of you, sit back and let God. He simply asks that we just relax, sit back, and let him do what only he can do. Hallelujah. Let him do what our hands or what our knowledge cannot do. For he sees beyond what we can see. Hallelujah. He loves us. He loves us with such a tender and caring hand. He will never force us, but he will call out to us. Amen. Respond to his call. Realign yourself with his word and his promises. And you will see the great and mighty works he will do in your life. Amen. Lord, I ask these things in your name, Jesus. I seal these prayers, Lord. And I thank you for the word that came forth today, my God. I pray, my God, that the seed that was planted today 
will continue to grow, to be watered and grow fruits, oh God. Fruits, my Lord, that would help others to grow. That will help others, my God and Savior, oh, to also see what you have in store for their lives, Lord, that we would be conduits of your word, oh God, of your promises, Lord, so that others may hear what we have heard and also receive what we have received, Lord Jesus. We thank you, oh God. We thank you, Lord. We praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah. How many would agree that that was a good word? Amen. Thank you for delivering that word to us tonight. It was timely. It was perfect. And uh, I believe that um, you have affected our eternity by delivering. Uh, I'm serious. You have affected our eternity by delivering um, that message tonight. Very vital, very important, and I hope it will be on YouTube so that we can go back to it another time. Julio, please tell me that that will be saved and archived. Glory to God. How many of you are excited about the words, it is finished? Hallelujah. Blessed, so much is wrapped up in that one phrase. Uh, all of the work that Jesus had done up to that point, your, your, your recompense, your, your restoration, your victories, everything that you need was all wrapped up in that final moment where he said, it is finished. Whatever you need, whatever you need from the Lord, he completed it, put a stamp of approval in that moment. He said, it is finished. Amen. So when you face scenarios and situations that you think are impossible, you have to remind yourself, Jesus said, it's finished. It's already done. Glory to God. How many of you are excited about Resurrection Sunday? Blessed be the name of the Lord. How many of you are going to be here? How many of you have called the office to make your attendance known? Yeah, I see some of y'all are lying. You're supposed to call in advance. Right? As we are following, I guess, CDC guidelines, right? That crazy guy, Dr. Fauci, who changes what he says every week. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it, but you know I'm telling the truth. Uh, we have to make sure that if we're going to show up here, don't just show up because your name has to be on a list. Yay. It's like back in the days when you used to go clubbing 
And there were those special people, and they would walk up to the guy that was eight feet tall and 700 pounds, and you'd say, hi, my name is Tony, and he'd look on the list, and he would say, beat it, or he would say, come on in, right? And he'd pull the, the thing off and let you in, and the people would look at you who were online, and you know, I hate him, right? <laughs> Don't be that guy that gets rejected at the door on Sunday morning. Please don't be that guy or gal. Please make sure that you're calling the office. If you don't have the office number, Julio right now has already put it up. The 718-829-5306. Again, that's 718-829-5306 or info at calvary.org. Info at calvary.org. And the reason being we have to make sure that we are at a certain amount of attendance inside the church building. That doesn't mean you can't watch the service live online on YouTube, Facebook, and our website, calvaryny.org. I believe our YouTube uh, is uh, Calvary Christian Fellowship. You should be able to find the same on Facebook, Calvary Christian Fellowship. Uh, please, it's going to be dynamite. It's going to be amazing. Please be sure to tune in or be here. But again, don't show up here if you haven't already RSVP'd with the church office. I will feel so bad if you show up on Sunday and uh, Brother uh, James Dennis and Brother Renee R.C. are in the back going like this. They will hand you probably a sheet of paper with the church website on it so you can go watch in your car. <laughs> that would suck. Right? Showing up in your pale yellow dress or your pink shirt with your purple tie, as people do on Easter Sundays. Glory to God. Um, yes, sir? It's already full. Oh, it's already full. I was going to say that. You see that? It's in red. It's in red. <laughs> see that? You know it's serious when we're writing in the same color that Jesus' words are in, in the Bible. We're not playing games. It's in the red letters. Stay at home. Next week. So there's still space next week. And we will have the same energy and the same awesomeness the following Sunday. Why? Because when you know Jesus, every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. Glory to God. In fact, Saturday is Resurrection Saturday. Monday is Resurrection Monday. Tuesday's what? Resurrection Tuesday. Wednesday's what? Resurrection Thursday's what? Friday's what? No, it's Friday Night Live! Come on now. Glory to God. We love you. We can't wait to be back uh, for a Sunday service. It's so good to be back in the building on a Friday night. It's so good to be in your living rooms as you're watching from home. Those of you who are watching on the chat, uh, we love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Oh, I'm sorry. This was an announcement, an announcement that I wanted to make before that I forgot. Sister Yvette on Sunday had made an announcement that we have food here at the church for those of us who may need food in their homes. Uh, we have uh, a nice little storage uh, facility, right? It sounds fancier than it actually is. 
uh, we have these amazing giant vats, plastic vats filled with food. Um, if you need food in your homes, uh, please call the office. Uh, we'll set you up. We'll get food in your homes. Uh, we have uh, been collecting food for some time. Uh, Sister Yvette has done an amazing job putting it together. Uh, please, if you don't have food in your fridge, don't wait another second. Call the office. Let us know. Uh, we will set up an appointment here so you can come by. We'll send you home with bags of food. Um, don't go hungry another night. It's not necessary. Um, we have been saving. We have been preparing. We have food here. Come and get it. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Um, so, until Sunday, we love you. God bless you all. And uh, buenas noches, everybody. <laughs>